What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Actually, Wednesday. Wednesday. By now, the waiver wire should be done. I am doing this, finally doing a podcast, 9.59, so before 10 o'clock. Sorry if you hear my kids yelling in the background. I am going to try to do this in 15 to 20 minutes. Just a quick one to go over recap. I actually started preparation for our video. This one, this week, I got to turn the fan down, and you're going to hear a whole bunch of wind. Sounding like I'm doing it out in some kind of windstorm. This week's video, I'm trying to do the one where I do it live. You know, not to, to me, it's easier because then I can just talk, 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 and then add video photos of all the slides of the scores and highlights and things like that afterwards. So it might take a little more work. I'm going to try to have it by Thursday morning. If I get halfway through it and I don't like it, I'll just go back to the original format where we go just the photos. Right now, I'm petting my cat Oreo. Hi. Sitting here. So what, what is going on in our league? We had this, I've mentioned numerous times, we had this last year where you had about three or four really big dogs. You had a couple mid-tier teams and then three, actually two, but then uh, Brian kind of bailed out a little bit afterwards, um, but his roster was still good. Uh, teams that were towards the bottom of the pack. And this year, man, we, I can't figure anything out. Looking at it, I still look at the teams and I still go, hey, they're safe. I'm not worried about them. I'm not counting them out. But we have – this has to be a record as we go through here. And we have one, two, three, four. Four teams that are one and four. Uh, off the top of my head, I cannot remember a time that we've ever had that. And no offense to anyone, but the only team that I feel should be one and four, which is the team that I started the season at, he did actually make a trade, so he has improved, and that would be Steve. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon. It worked out perfect getting Gordon right now. C.D. Lamb, I think that's part of the reason is the players that he really needed to rely on, such as Kittle, who he traded for, the veteran leadership of Adam Thielen, maybe Melvin Gordon. C.D. Lamb, they did not deliver as expected, right, especially with Melvin Gordon. Not a bad game, 14 points last week. Jimmy G gets to play. That's even better for him. But as you go through his roster – his best player this week was Jacoby Myers on his bench. And you can't blame him because Jacoby Myers, I believe, missed last week with the injury. But as you look at his roster, Julio Jones, not done much. Trey Lance is hurt, out for the year. Cordero Patterson, his best running back, got hurt. So you're not going to sit there and rail on him because he does. Daryl Mooney, uh, Darnell Mooney, Jacob got rid of him wisely, and it's not paying off for Steve right now. But the Bucks, like going through Steve C, Mike Williams – Outstanding game, 29 points. But I really think C.D. Lamb, Chase Edmonds, Trey Lance getting hurt. I think all those – Nick Bosa getting hurt last week didn't help. But I think all those things play in a factor to why Steve is 1-4. and four. He could easily be 3-2. and two. Okay, I could see Steve's being 3-2. and two. He had a, a couple close games, so I'm not saying that. But even if Steve was 3-2, and two, it would, to me, based on his roster, unless – we saw Chase Edmonds, Darnell Mooney, C.D. Lamb finally take that leap that a lot of experts expected. Trey Lance staying healthy. If all that happened, yes, I could see him being a playoff team, possibly making a push. But I didn't see all that happening. Um, so that's why at the end of the year I said I didn't have him uh, highly rated. As you go through it now, if you sh showed me – geez, Louise, why do you have to get outside, Barkley? Come here. Come here, Bark. 
So with that said, going through the, the, the lineup right now, if you said, hey, one team to start the season would be one and four, it would have been Steve's roster. But that's it. There is, And then maybe even mine, I did at least have, you know, I would have thought maybe I'd get two wins with Dak, Prescott, Michael Thomas, although Michael Tom, both of them have been very minimal factors. Neither of them have been around my last two wins. But I would have thought with those two, you know, Devontae Adams, I thought there was enough veterans kind of like Steve's team, but prime guys, Michael Thomas is was the wide receiver one. Now it's Olave, but Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, say, not Barkley, um, Dak Prescott. I just thought that, hey, maybe I'll squeeze out one or two wins the first few weeks. And I did not. Started out 0-3. Now they're both gone. And it is seems like maybe it is the youth movement, right? A lot of young players. And you see a difference. But I would have not been shocked if you told me I was 1-4. Coming into this week, I expected to lose to Eric. His team is better than mine. Regardless of the victory, I still feel that. If you said right now, hey, I'm only one game higher than him. But what team has a better chance to the playoffs? I'm going his. Right? His team's outscored mine. Both of us, he's 8-91. I'm 865. So he has outscored my team. And that's why if you look at these, right, 891. Let's say how many teams have scored 891. Matt's roster, 903. Elijah, 3 and 2, 910. Brian, 739, way less, and has two wins. My team, he scored more, two wins. Dino Dan, 878, right? He scored more than me, but less than Eric, two wins. Mario, 832. He's less than Dino and me, and he's three and two. So we see that sometimes that plays into a factor. That's that's one where you look at it. If I right now my roster had scored six ninety or seven ten, right? Look at Steve's team. Perfect example. Six sixty eight. Steve's team is the only team in the league yet to break seven hundred. The closest behind him is Austin at seven twelve. But we still know Austin's team, Jonathan Taylor's not 100%. Injuries play into the first – this is the first quarter of the season, right? And I think the records can be misleading the first quarter of the season. It's all about, to me, how many points you've scored to how confident you should be and how many points you've given up. So let's go. In the Madden 23 division, you have 700 by who else but Jacob, first place team. That tells me he has not got to face – Maybe one week he had a high thing, but overall, he's not facing 200-point games too often. He's scoring 200-point games, so you got to give that to him. But 700 points, he's the least amount against him. Nick, 843. Austin, 837. Much higher. Now, that comes into play that when Jacob played them, he dropped more points than they dropped to him. It, it goes both ways. Sometimes the highest-scoring team might – get least amount against him, not just because he's lucky, it's because he's dropping so much against his opponents, and they're all in the same division. So I get that. So that is a big factor. We've only had one out-of-division game so far. Or no, two. We're, we're into week five, going into week six, so we've had two. Eric has 991. Eric is almost at 1,000 points. Eric leads the league in points against. Let's see how many other teams have given up 900 points. Zero 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 zero. So Eric is number one in the league in points against. But we already talked about how he's got more points than several teams with two wins, including a three-win team. That's why you don't panic if you're Eric. 
to me, if you look at these rosters on here, I'm trying to find another. Dino Dan, right? He won this week. He's two and three. I'm not panicking if I'm Dino Dan. Even though he lost Javante Williams, it wasn't like Williams was carrying him to these wins, right? He was getting 17. That's a strong performance and a running back you have confidence in, but that's not why he was winning. He's 878. Dino's given up 889. I've given up 881. The reason? Christian dropped a bunch. Dino dropped nearly 200 week one against me. You know, so games like that, those are what come into factor. Your, your division opponents, how good is your division? That's what I think it comes down to. So as we go through it, I'm going to do division breakdown. I don't know if I'll do game recaps. I mean, let me see. Was there any – Eric in my game was close. Had T. Higgins not got hurt, that would have been much more exciting. Because it could, if T. Higgins just goes out there and has a decent game, 15, 17, that means Devonta Adams has to go out and get 20. And that huge touchdown late would have been the game clincher for me. Before that, it might have been right on the border. And it could have been nerve-wracking for both of us. And that would have been a wild touchdown. So, But because Higgins got hurt, that changed it. And it made it where all I needed was one catch for Adams. And he actually did it pretty quick with the touchdown. So that game was close. It did come down to it. But you wish it would have been much more. That could have been a very nail-biting, typical Eric and myself game. And Higgins... You know, those are the games where you go, man, I wish I would have known. You know, tell me, tell me. I know when they start the games, they go kind of like Darren Waller last night playing and then gets hurt. It kills you because you're like, okay, let me get the report because the reports are so misleading. You don't know because look at week one. I benched Michael Thomas five minutes before the game time because Jay Glazer said, Michael Thomas, it's reported to me he's going to be on a snap count. Expect 20 or so snaps in a whole game. Okay, that's not very confident for me. That tells me, okay, he hasn't played football in two years. You know, don't count on him. I'm not starting him. Um, and I didn't. And he goes out and plays like 60% of the snaps, gets two touchdowns, has a big game. I would have lost either way to Dino. But instead of going scoring 130, I might have scored 150-something. Those points matter in the end, right? We just talked about points scored. Those are tiebreakers. So that does matter. So after that, I said, screw it. I'm not listening to anyone ever again. I don't care. I don't care. If they say that and they do end up not playing a lot, I'll say, I don't care. I played the guy. So Eric goes out. If they had said Higgins Sunday morning, Higgins is going to be snap count. They'll see how it goes. That's up for Eric. To me, I personally would have said, I don't care. I'm taking the risk. It's a primetime game. We all know how I feel about that. I like that's like you know, some spice. That's the, the whipped cream on top of the Sunday primetime games. I want a guy in it. Secondly, if he's a decent guy and Higgins is more than decent. Secondly, it's in a high power offense going against a Raven team. You expect to score a lot. I thought the game was going to be like a 38, 31 game. Disappoint, good game, but disappointing in the total points scored. And then we also come down to, you know, you've got to ignore reports. And sometimes when they're quiet like this, I didn't hear much about them you know, maybe Higgins doesn't play the full game. Maybe we'll see how it goes. Didn't say a lot. He plays and then sits out and does absolutely nothing. Fantasy world all over Twitter was hate, hating it. They were upset. That's fantasy football. That's what drives you nuts. So that game could have been closer and it wasn't. Jacob demolished almost 100 more than Steve. His team is looking outstanding. He is not favored to be the champion in my book just because of personal reasons between me and Jacob. We all know why, wink, wink. But his team looks like a juggernaut. Dino Dan, 205. 
Oh yeah, five and zero, Jacob. I looked in the schedule. I was so hoping it was coming up this week. It's not. Not this week. Not next. We gotta wait till week nine, which could be. Oh man, I'm excited for it. I know. I know. We gotta get through all the other games. But when you got two teams that are both five and zero, right? As we get closer, and and both five and zero teams. We'll talk about the other one in a second. They're not crap. This is not. Last year where uh, my team started out uh, 6-0 and and then got several injuries and was kind of like, okay, and like I said, faded down the stretch. That was, uh, I had, uh, you know, some luck goes along with it. This is Nick. This is Eric. This is Austin last year in the quest for 13. All these things. And we're not going to get in the quest of 13 now. It's way too soon. We'd have to, I mean, they're both 5-0, and but it would be great to see. But it's, I mean, heck, we still got, don't we have a 4-1 and team? Yeah, Matt's roster is 4-1. So we have some some teams where we'll see if ever, anyone can ever get 13. I hope not personally, unless it's me. But that said, uh, it could happen. And this is this is one exciting time. Week nine, we have to wait to see. Jacob, go heads up with Christian. And, oh, how exciting. I hope for the league's sake and for podcast sake, for the podcast sake, crying out loud, two 9-0 teams would be delightful that would have so much to talk about it would be typical nfl type fashion where they would both lose the week week eight before they face each other excuse me i'm taking a drink but that would be amazing well that's way we got way time so much time they can both fantasy football right oh and four win four straight so it doesn't matter matt four and oh last year and then lost four straight so we know things like that can go haywire in, in, a, in a quick quick minute. But the next game we just talked about, this was probably the game of the week. Definitely was because they were both, Matt's roster and Christian, both undefeated, 4-0, 4-0. And remember when it was projected, it looked like Matt was possibly going to win it. Christian's team comes out and 192 to 174. Good game. You know, he had Mahomes going. Mahomes, 34 points, doing whatever he can. The fact, if you would have told me right there, Mahomes, 34 to Bridgewater zero, I'm telling you right there, if you would have just told me that, if you would have said, hey, I can give you one player from each team, both starting quarterbacks, I'm going to give you the scores of both, now you place your bets. Is there anyone other than maybe Christian in this league that would not have taken Matt's roster? Mixon, Robinson, Diggs, Samuel, Kelsey, Woods, Goff, Vikings, now Goff, at, at home has played outstanding great numbers if he was playing seattle this week um matt's team does matt's team does get the victory but he's not new england always seems to give him problems all the way back to the super bowl so i didn't expect huge things from them that game but what are you gonna do you know stafford had 18 but you got to go with the hot hand i as i ju- run matt's team if anyone has any questions how i do it because i can't project how matt would do it it's his team he would have done it differently I'm going by based on what the sleeper is projecting the most points. So if I see a defensive player, right, Logan Wilson had 11, projected to get 12. If I see a defensive player that was on free agency that might get more, and I'm not talking a corner, but like a linebacker, I'll pick him up, maybe. You know, as of now, Wilson, what is he? he he's had 11, 10. He had an 18-point game, 15. So I'll look on the free agency if there's a linebacker that looks better gets projected to get 18, 19, I'll pick him up for Matt. So when you see a roster move with Matt, that's what it is. 
Stafford was uh, projected not to get as much as Goff. Goff was supposed to get 21, Stafford 19. Stafford was playing a good Cowboy defense. Obviously, I have the Cowboys, uh, and I played them in fantasy, and they got me 39, I, I want to say. So they were huge for me because I expected the, the defense to get after it, which they did. Um, but, yeah, the Vikings were projected to get 29. They got 18. The Bears actually did much better. In, in the football game, but the Bears defense was, you know, so as you go through it, if you wonder, well, why did Danny put that guy in? Why did he put Robert Woods in? Well, Woods was expected to get 13. Everyone else on Matt's bench was 12 or less. So that's how I do it. Um, but in the loss, still 174, Matt would have easily beaten the league. Medium uh, would have gotten uh, more than half of the league he would have defeated. But big victory for Christian as he and Jacob, man, Dino as well, Eric as well. I mean, we got 15 – oh, no, what do we have? 14 games. 14. Five are done. We got nine left. There is nothing on this season, nothing, that cannot tell me Eric cannot win. Will he win ninth straight? No clue. Last year, outstanding run. Him and Austin, both outstanding runs. They didn't start out that way. Go back. You don't have to listen to podcasts again. Just go back on the app and look at last season. Look at Eric and Austin's first few games. Austin was terrible his first few games. Eric was, eh, okay. Remember, he 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 was ready to trade Tyreek Hill. He started out uh, with a loss, then I think a win, then another loss. And it was like, then all of a sudden, him and Austin both met in this epic season battle. Nothing. You know, they don't have to play Jacob again until towards the end of the season. Uh, I don't, they each probably have, they each have to play Christian. I don't think he's played Christian yet, but as you go through it, they'll get their games with Mario, even though Mario's three and two better than them both record. They have more points scored. It's all about, can you catch teams at the right time? Right. You don't want it. You don't want to see there like last week where it's Eric was number two. I think he was number two or three on the week. I think number two and he lost. You don't want to see that. I had that in another league I'm in this week. You hate it. Right, you're the second highest scorer, dude. I was four and zero, looking to go five and zero, and I was the second highest scorer, and I lost. And it, ugh, it's frustrating. Very fr- actually, two leagues, two leagues. One of them I run, one I don't. But two leagues. When you when you get that, you're just like, man. Oh, I was five and zero, and Eric was easily looking at um, last week getting his second win. So let's get to the next one. Uh, not really going through games. Mario really put the hurt down. Nick had Nick played Taysom Hill, he still would have lost, but. At first, yeah, I understand why Nick did it. Like I said, we've all been there. We've all done that. Best thing, I, best advice I would say from what I learned is I don't do that anymore. Unless they're injured, right? Or unless the, they were like Jam- Jamal Williams and then all of a sudden, oh, it's it. DeAndre Swift's active. He's going to play. Well, now you go, okay, Williams is a starter to he's going to get maybe 40% of the work. So if you're desperate, you'll play him still, but don't expect that same results. If you got another, you know, better player on your bench, put him in. So that's about the only time I will switch a guy out anymore. Elijah, not a huge victory. It's a victory. You'll take it, right? I'll take a, a, a win at 146. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he didn't. It's not a victory you feel confident with, right? He's won three straight. There's another perfect example. Elijah, 0-2, 0-2. And he had scored a lot of points in one of those losses. Now, three straight. Last week, let me go through last week's game. Where is Eli? Let me find Eli here. Last week, beat Eric. There we go. I didn't know it was Eric he beat. 243 to 226. Eric should have won just as well. Didn't. Week three, who did Elijah beat? We go on here, and he beat 
Brian, Brian only scored 126, right? So Elijah didn't need much, 187. So Elijah scored 400 points, over 400 points the last two weeks after starting out 0-2. So that's how quick it can turn for you in fantasy football. And Mario, big win over Nick, 181. So as we go through it, yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, Eric could have beat four different guys this week. So as we go through the divisions, let's start with Madden 23. My favorite division based on team rosters. Austin's team is not looking good. It's not 100%. As we go through it, Joe Burrow, not bad, 20 points. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is either hit or miss. I don't know why him and A.J. Dillon are not getting more carries. At times, 13 carries, only two catches, no touchdowns. Scary. Najee Harris, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know how many times. I, I'm, I'm so, I can't tell you how happy I am that that I, Najee did everything I expected last year with Big Ben. I expected it. I expected him to get, because there was no other running backs in town. If you get a team where there's no other running backs in town, they're just going to feed you that. Najee was saved with so many games of receptions. Big Ben was gone in the offseason in all but uh, one dynasty league, like I've already mentioned before, gone, 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 gone. In our league, if I had him, I would have probably tried to trade him as well. But, but, is it him? I don't think he's not, I don't think Najee's bad. Najee's awesome. You know, look at, it took Derrick Henry a few years because he had DeMarco Murray. Sometimes it takes these offensive lines getting better. And I think Pittsburgh's offensive line is the reason they're so, they're, that Najee can't get anything going. But what do you do? If you're Austin, you're not, you're not trading them. I mean, you're going to hope that eventually they figure something out. Maybe Kenny Pickett gets better. And now Najee starts. If the passing game improves, even with a bad offensive line, defenses have to respect the passing game, which will open it up for Najee. So I still have faith in him, but his days are going to need to be like a Nick Chubb type. He's going to have to go out there, rush 80 yards, catch three passes, get a touchdown. Eat, totally doable. That's what he has to do. The days of him rushing for 40 yards and getting 19 receptions or 19 targets and 15 receptions, no, that's not happening, not in this offense. So Kenny Pickett's not going to want to do that, and neither did Mitch Trubisky, as expected. Alan Lazard, awesome, good receiver. Not, you know, he's not the guy, he's, he's not Tyree Kill, the Justin Jett. You're not going to hang your team on him, but I like him. Terry McLaurin, I don't know what's going on in Washington, right? They got McLaurin, Samuel. Dotson got hurt, but McLaurin, wide receiver 31. He's playing over 89% per game. He's had one good game of 22 points. Other than that, nothing. One touchdown. We need more from McLaurin. And I don't know. Is it, is he going to – is it – I can't figure it out. You know, Zach Ertz, nice. Scanling, nice game. So as you go through his roster, the Chargers really let him down against Cleveland. And Bobby Wagner, only 11 points. But as you go through his roster, his bench, heck, Jalen Warren outscored. I'm glad he has him to back up Najee if Najee ever goes down. Warren Warren reminds me of Tony Pollard, where you go, how long? Now, Najee's better than Zeke. Faster, more athletic, stronger at this stage in his career. Zeke is better in his prime by a mile. But Najee's better. I'm just saying, whenever Warren seems to get the ball, just like Pollard, you feel this explosion, right? He's got a much better yards per carry. He's a good third down back, so good to have. But as I go through this, 
if this is the case, right, he needs Keenan Allen back. He needs uh, Darius Leonard. I'm not calling him Shaquille. Uh, Darius Leonard and Jonathan Taylor. You get Taylor back, right? He's got Kyler Murray from the trade from Eric. Good deal for him. So Austin's team still, still, to me, looks like a playoff roster. But he needs his Colt players back. Once they return, they better start playing like they're expected. I think Austin will be fine. He's not going to need to drop 190 per week, right? He can go out there just like he could, if he played Elijah and he had a normal game. Elijah only scored 146. That's a total winnable game for him, for Austin, with his roster once it's 100%. Next, Nick, the defending champ. It's hard to figure it out with, with Nick's team as we break it down. CEH finally had a bad game. I'm not going to get all over him. He's a top 10 running back. Love him. Waddle, Evans. Waddle needs Tua back bad. Needs Tyreek to get that offense rolling again. Lamar Jackson, I don't know what's up with him, right? Back-to-back, after basically lighting the world on fire and getting Nick his sole victory, right, with 55 and then 48. Back-to-back pedestrian games. And I really thought he was going to have a huge game on that Sunday night. So disappointed that that happened. Very disappointed. But honestly, if other than Josh Allen, even Justin Herbert, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson over Herbert. I like Lamar Jackson more than anyone other than Josh Allen. That's who I would want as my quarterback. So I am comfortable with that. Leonard Fournette, big game. J.K. Dobbins, they'll try to figure that out. I don't know what's going on with him. D.J. Moore will get a new quarterback and a new offense. Baker is garbage. And when I say that, I mean no disrespect. I've already cleared this before on any fantasy channel I've ever done, any social media I've done. They are pro athletes. They are the best of the best, the 1% of the world. They are better than anything I've ever could have accomplished in sports. So I don't mean they're garbage as human beings. I don't mean they're garbage as in athletes. They're top-level athletes. I'm just saying for fantasy football purposes and even watching him for from a pro NFL quarterback, he is not – he is not – Baker has regressed. When I first saw Baker – Right, We all saw it. Matt slapped the five-year deal on him. He thought he was going to be great. I thought, hey, you know what? Baker looks good. Right? I think, I think right now if Baker was 100% healthy and you put him on the Niners, you put him on um, the Bills, you put him on – what's another great offense? The, mm, I think the Chiefs are great because Mahomes. Uh, what's another really good offense set? The Niners, the Bills, they really pop up. I'm trying to think of teams where – even Cleveland, where he, he fit. I think – Teams where they have really good run game, solid defense, or great offensive line, right? They can protect. I think Baker is adequate enough with his his skill to make them a playoff team. You know, just don't mess up. Don't force it. Don't make he, – he helped get them to the playoffs. They won a game, but that's it, man. He hasn't done much – that much before or after. Uh, he's not he's, – he's no Deshaun Watson when Watson's playing – He's no elite-level quarterback. I just feel like he the throws, when I watch him play Carolina, he can't make some of these throws. Some of the throws are awful, and I know I'm talking too much on Baker. Why am I even talking about Baker? Let's, oh, I was talking about DJ Moore. I don't want to get on Baker. but So anyways, Garrett Wilson, Michael Get Nick's got one of the best benches. The defending champs got one of the best benches. This is the worst start I think we've ever had other than when Matt won the title. When Matt won the title the following year, his team kind of hit the skids. I'd have to go back and check the history for – I thought his final record was like three to four wins. 
But, uh-oh, let me clean it off. Uh-oh, I'm leaving a, a ring on Noah's Little League yearbook for my Dr. Pepper. Um, so that's so Nick is struggling, and he's not in the same boat as Eric. Eric scored almost uh, 150 points more than Nick. So that, that's that's two different boats. Nick and Austin's roster are both, if as I look through them, when they're both healthy, I think they're both playoff rosters. I do. I think they're both playoff rosters. I think they're not healthy or they're not their team like Lamar Jackson. They're not figuring it out. They're not. They're in a rut, and so their team is reflecting that. And it's just bad timing. I think both their rosters are better than my own, which is two wins. And I've scored more than both of them because the last two. Remember, week one I only had 130 something points. The last two weeks I scored 200, and this week 190 something. Why? Because Damian Harris got hurt. Ramondi Stevenson, you know, he's playing. Barkley, or not Barkley, I'm sorry. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 14 point, you know, although I didn't play him last week. Who did I play? Jamal Williams only had five points. But I did play Stevenson. Why? Because I said, ah, he's going to get probably 15 touches against a bad Lions team. The Seahawks just ran all over him. Then Harris gets hurt, and uh, he goes off for 28. Pickens, not bad. Samuel, not bad. Everett, got awful. Jeff Wilson, I don't think I played Jeff Wilson. And he goes on to have 26 points, which destroyed me. The Cowboys, Lloyd. So I I, I have players, uh, Geno Smith, 26 points. I have players that went out. Devontae Adams had 32. So right now I have players that are picking up the slack, right? Josh Reynolds, 15 points. Reynolds and Williams are the only reason I got my first win in that Seahawks game. That's it. If, if DeAndre Swim and Amon Ross St. Brown do not go down injured, I don't believe I win that week because both of them had like 19 and 30. They both combined for over uh, 45 points or so. That's a huge week, right? I don't get that. I don't get that if if everyone's healthy on the Lions, right? I have to play someone else. So things are just gelling for me at the time. But if you tell me right now, overall throughout the season, now I will say this, as long as Damian Harris is out and he's going to be out several weeks, and we know Rashad Penny's done for the year with the injury. So Kenneth Walker time. Remember I said there's no way on this planet I'm trading him. I talked about that week one. I talked about that week two that I, you know, I would trade some guys. I traded Christian McCaffrey. If he goes to Buffalo, I will regret that trade. I knew McCaffrey's still good for 20, but I'm like this year and next year, I don't want him. I'll free up two-year contracts, put him on Kenneth Walker or something next year. Uh, and I was just thinking of the future and getting more draft capital. But if – McCaffrey goes out and goes to Buffalo. Wow, that will be exciting. You know, then I'll be like, man, you could have had for this year and next year. We're talking Todd Gurley type in that offense. Now, maybe they're going to throw more, so he's not going to be as involved when you got Diggs and Gabe Davis and everything like that. So I could be wrong. So part of me hopes he doesn't go to Buffalo. Regardless if I have him in other leagues, I'd still, this league is my number one league I care about, and I would regret that. But Stevenson, Walker, I mean, things are, that's, those are, I think those are going to be two top 10 running backs for the next, Walker probably all season, Stevenson for the next month or so, as long as Harris is out. That just happened to be luck for me while we just talk about Nick and Austin's team being unlucky. Pickens, Jeff Wilson, right? Got him off waiver wire. And, you know, Elijah Mitchell's out. When Mitchell comes back, Wilson, unless Wilson keeps playing just outstanding, then maybe they'll split. But if Wilson, you know, plays mediocre other than last week, we'll see. This will be a big game against uh, 
who does he play? Atlanta this week. But overall, my team's just catching fire. I don't look at my roster. And even if, you know, you got to have everything go out luckily. Even if I somehow snuck in, it's not a championship team. Nick's team looks like he could be. Austin, he needs to get healthy. And maybe he can make a run. I wouldn't look at Austin's team right now and say championship team. But I didn't think that about other teams in the past. Even Elijah's, who lost in the final, he still made a run, right? Christian's team, the year Brian won. Christian and Brian, both. Brian was higher scoring now at the season. Christian's team was dropping 200 week one in the playoffs, week two in the playoffs, and dropped like 190 week three and barely lost. So his team got hot. So I could see Austin and Nick do that. So forgive me, I'm talking. What, what is the time on it? 32 minutes. Yeah, I got to get going because I got other things to do. Eric's team. We talked about Eric's team, 891, almost 900 points. He's given up the most points. That's not going to keep – we hope, we think that's not going to happen. 100% could be wrong, right? Eric has led the league in most – someone's got to lead the league in most points scored. How often is it they run the table? That I don't know. I can never remember from that. I'm a stat guy. You know I know a lot of stuff about our league history. I don't remember ever looking and going, hey, week two – Christian led the league in points against. Week 13, Christian led the league in points against. I've never been able to study it that much or paid attention to it that much. So we'll see if that – my guess is that's not going to continue to happen because Eric's going to have to play Steve. Eric's going to have to play Brian. Both teams that are dropped under 740 points. Steve's still waiting to reach 700. He's going to have to play – well, everyone else uh, – Mario who's 830, less than, less than me and less than Dino. Now, Mario did come off a 181 game. He would have beaten Eric had he played him this week, but that's probably the only week this season he would have beaten uh, Eric. And maybe that's what happens. You know, he gets a few more bad luck games. The good news is there's time, right? Just look at it like this. Take it one week at a time. Aiden told one of our kids in our flag football, everyone who saw it in the group text, Aiden came down, Eric brought him down. Flag football, we played Aiden and Samuel played. Samuel did pretty strong at safety. He got mossed, but I told Samuel afterwards I was proud of him because the only reason he got mossed is because he was in the correct defensive position. Had he not known what he was doing, he wouldn't have got mossed. The guy would have just beat him. Samuel played well at safety, but nobody. Aiden stole the show, you guys. If I wish you could have seen it. He's out there. He's calling. He's calling linebackers. Who's the mic? All these. He's yelling it, and which obviously you don't see flag football, but it was hysterical. So he was so fun. He actually, he had one where he dove and got a flag and I heard his elbow thump and I'm like, Aiden, you okay? You know, take it easy, dude. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm fine. I'm fine. Didn't even hurt phase him. Sounded like he slammed his arm on the ground. He had the catch of the game. One of our quarterbacks threw it, tried to give him like uh, lead him on an out route. And man, he led him way too far. Aiden dove, dove, dude. He was like flat belly. He looked like he was laying down on a couch in the air and caught the ball and pulled it in. We, my wife, Cindy, just missed recording it. I was so bummed. Right now, we're still talking about, dude, we wish we had that. We would have posted that to YouTube as a YouTube short. So we were very bummed he, he, we didn't get that on camera. But, man, so fun. So, anyways, in the game, we were down, uh, I think, like 13 nothing, And I heard one of our players be like, man, this is, we're going to lose. And Aiden was telling him on the field. I heard him. He's like, hey, hey. In your brain, every play, we're 0-0 right now. From this point on in the game, we're 0-0. That's how you got to think. And it's true. Great motivation. And that's exactly the same thing I would tell Eric. Same thing I would tell Austin. Same thing I would tell Nick. You guys are still – well, Nick and Austin are not scoring as much. 
But look, based on rosters, forget points. You guys are just in a rut. Based on points, I would definitely tell that to Eric. I would definitely tell that to um, Dino, who's two and three, right? Dino and myself are both two and three, but one of these teams is not like the other. Dino already put the hurt on me week one. So we know that um, things like that can be misleading. But you're, just think of it, you're zero and zero. Pick up the win this week. Enjoy it. Pick up the win next week. You're three and four. You're right back in it. And look at all these teams. As I said before, right now I'm in seventh place. I'm a game out of the playoffs, and Eric is only one game back of me. Now, I owe the tiebreaker, but not necessarily. I owe the tie. Actually, we wouldn't. If the playoffs started right next week, if Eric won and he finished two and four, and I was two and four, and everyone else was two and four, even though I beat him heads up, he owns the tiebreaker based on points scored. Remember, the heads-up record only goes for division. It used to be in the regular season, but then we had too many problems where it was like, wait a minute, you got me where three of my guys were on a bye week and my starting quarterback was hurt and you beat me, yet you know, this happened with Jacob where he had one bad week because he had injuries and in bye weeks, yet he outscored the playoff team that made it Nick by like 200. And I was like, that's ridiculous. We knew overall throughout the season Jacob's team was better. Nick did make the playoffs and um, – I want to say that was the year Nick won his first title. I think it was. I think it was. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I know it was one of the years Nick did get in and he ended up winning the title. And I think it could have been that one. But either way, we changed the rules after that. Just in the fact that it was like, come on, really? The, the division games where you play each other twice, yes. You go heads up two times. If you're injured both times, that's on you. Get a, if you have bye weeks both times, that's on you. Draft a better team. Okay? You got two weeks. Everything else, one week. Yeah, so even though I beat Eric, he has the tiebreaker if we finish even based on points. So that's why I'm looking at it going, hey, like Aiden said, you're 0-0. Zero zero. You got nine games. You're telling me with this roster, right, you can't go 7-2? and and, and two? If you go 7-2, and two, you're 8-6. and six. You're in the playoffs most likely. And that means you're going to continue to score, and Eric's a high man. So Eric would be the most, number one, not sweating it, not worried about it. If you drop to one in six, then I'd be like, okay, I'm worried. Even if you're, because you might be, you know, maybe you do face two more teams that drop 200 and you're like, I give up. If you are one in six, yeah, then you're going to have to basically win uh, seven, your last seven games. And it's, it's happened. We've seen it happen, but that's tough. That's tough. So let's hope it doesn't get to that. Think of it like you're zero and zero. Jacob's team. Yeah, I'm talking way too long. I'm sorry. The next podcast, I will try to do one tomorrow. I will break down Christian, the NFL 2K division, and Tecmo Bowl division because I got to go do some things. Last team, we will finish up Madden 23 division. Hurts so good. Yes, it does. 947, okay? He's only what? Like 58 points more than Eric. He's four more wins than Eric, yet he's only scored about 50 more than Eric. That's See what I'm saying? That's why it's like, no, 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 dude, no. It does matter. Trust me. Jacob has a much easier path to the playoffs and a possible opening round by week, not because of the points, because of the wins. The wins do – we know that. We don't make playoffs based on points. But, but, Jacob has had a few weeks where he caught people. 705 points. I want to say that's got to be the least. Yeah, that's the lowest. 705. The closest to him is 747. So he by a mile. Now, that tells me, one, he did play Austin and Nick on weeks where their teams did not look good because they each haven't even broke 750. And then 
He's had two out of division games. This last one, he dropped 212, took on Steve. We'll see, right? This will be, we'll talk about games coming up. Right now, he's taking on me this week. I don't have Devontae Adams. That's a win for him, right? As we go through the game right now for Jacob, as he searched, continues to go for the undefeated season. Who does he have on a bye? Amon Ron St. Brown, who did actually nothing this week because he's still not 100%. Everyone else is in. So this has to be, you know, he's right now he's a 26-point favorite. Could I beat that? Yeah, I'll take it. I'm up for the challenge. I'm excited to try to take him down and be the only team to ever uh, break, uh, have a 12-1, and one, the best winning percentage in league history. Not the only 12-win team. Christian did it as well. He went 12-2. and two, I went 12-1. and one. So best winning percentage. Uh, so I will do my best. But, you know, he might catch me in a bad week, right? Like I said, I just lost Devontae Adams. That's 32 points. That's my big gun. Maybe I get Michael Thomas back. I don't know. But his team looks outstanding. He does not look like he's going to slow down, right? As we break down his roster, Jalen Hurts didn't even have a touchdown pass, and he got 31 points. Brees Hall, welcome to the NFL big time, finally. It took a few weeks. He's here, 33 points. Barkley, he's Barkley, best running back in football. I know it's my opinion. To me, it's a fact. You can. His team is not the best. Oh, my gosh. How crazy was that ending? I watched that ending, uh, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe what I was watching, that that he he got his hands up twice. The Giants batted the balls down. Third down, batted it down. When they went to go for it on fourth down or on third down before that, you could see um, uh, Matt LaFleur. You could see his mouth. He, Rogers says something to him like he's telling him a suggestion for a play, and LaFleur looks at him, and he goes, are you sure that close? And he's talking about how close they were to the end zone. Are you sure you want to run that play? Maybe it was a type where the guy runs like an out route to the corner. Or I don't know. It was it was weird. LaFleur was looking at him, and you can read his lips. And he said, are you sure that close? And Rodgers is like, yeah, not in his head. And they did the play. I don't know if it would have been successful. It got batted down, so it wasn't. And then the next play, batted down again. And it's like, Rodgers, you can't let that happen twice. And I cannot believe. Oh, I was so happy Barkley came back. He was injured. I don't know who watched that game. When he went out hurt, he did not want to go out. I was like, do not get injured. If he gets injured again, and I'm not talking just for us the game, like if he came back, like where he's out half the season, still my favorite running back, but I will trade him in every dynasty league. I would be off of it. I would be done with it. You can't, I can't take it anymore. Just like you're waiting for McCaffrey to get hurt. Just can't take it anymore. Just too many times you burn me. But he didn't. He came back, looked like a freaking beast, scored. I love Barkley. Best running back, you put him with the, the the Colts or, well, when the Colts were good, or the Cowboys in Zeke's prime years. It's just like Barry Sanders had he been in Dallas. Oh, my gosh. You would have took the greatest and made him the most impossible running back to ever catch yard-wise. Barkley can do it all. Drake London, bad game. He still dropped 200, didn't Jacob, this week? Yeah. Gabe Davis, awesome. Hayden Hurst, outstanding. Travis Etienne, good game. Herbert, terrible game, but still got double digits. Eagles awful. Yeah, I mean, look at look at some of the players. 7, 13, 16, 15, 7. You go, okay, that, you know, that's not 200 points. Then you hear 31, 33, 20, 38, 17. It's like, holy cow. So great Ross. Wait, let me see his bench because the show's ending. I'm done. I got to go. Nobody on his bench was that big. 
He's got St. Brown, who wasn't wasn't 100%. A.J. Dillon, what a waste. He's, he's not getting used. I didn't expect to. I actually said that uh, as there was a lot of hype on A.J. Dillon because he has the biggest legs in the world um, in the offseason trucking guys. I remember on one of the fantasy shows I did say, Dillon I like. I like his talent, but I see with the restructured contract and this possibly being Aaron Jones last year in Green Bay, let's milk him for – and he only had 13 t- carries, you know. But let's milk, let's get everything we can from Jones. And if Jones is done, used up, gone at the end of the year, now, like Derrick Henry was saved, now let's unleash A.J. Dillon. I think that's what's going to happen. That's why Dillon is still a good running back. He's capable of going out for 20 points week in and week out. But he won't be at this time because a lot of people on Twitter are saying, if you add A.J. Dillon in in a dynasty league, sell him. Sell him now. I would be buying because I think the future is when it's A.J. Dillon's time. So that is it for Madden 23. That is it for a few people who are down and out on their luck. Don't give up. Don't quit. Fight on, and you will be fine later. You guys have a great Wednesday. Hope you got the guy you wanted on the waiver wire. I put in a claim for two guys. We'll see if I get them both or if I just get one or if I get none. You know, We'll see. If I get none of them, cool. Then I'll move up way, way high on the waiver wire. Uh, If not, then uh, I'll drop back to the back. So have a great day, safe day. I will do my next podcast. I will probably do it Thursday night. I will probably do it Thursday night, not Wednesday. I will do it Thursday night. Tomorrow night, I'll be working on our league video. Uh, Thursday, I will do the podcast after the great game. Now, remember last week where I said, hey, I I was mentioning Eric, maybe this Colts Bronco is going to be a a crazy – I have no – I expect, because I think it's in Chicago, the Bears' defense to play better, I expect Washington to win this game in a 20-17 to 17 score. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Washington gets their butts in gear and gives us an offensive show and puts pressure on the Bears to have to throw and maybe Fields has a good game, but I'm not holding my breath. You know, We're in for maybe another Bronco type stinker game that we're oh God, I don't think it's gonna be that bad I think Washington will score 20 and the Bears will get 17 so have a great day be safe and we'll be talking to you guys later peace